What's going on, guys? Your boy HD. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Tech, episode 15 to be exact. Appreciate everybody for rocking with me. Uh, if I'm looking weird, I'm trying something new today, uh, recording on my own. I told y'all I was going to try to do that. I ain't got my backdrop up today. I just wanted y'all to, you know, I just wanted to try to get some content out to you guys. So, hopefully you appreciate me for rocking with you. Uh, this episode, pretty much talking about, I recently did a blog post on how to level up in the workplace. I'm going to cover that. I'm going to cover some of, the, some of the little Twitter antics and yeah, man. Well, first and foremost, uh, if it's your first time on the channel or if you are listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, whatever, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Share it out. Helps the channel grow. Helps me out. I always can come back and give you guys content. And now let's you know get into a little icebreaker real quick, guys. As you know, last Friday, Certified Lover Boy drop, and... Now, let me give my guy a round of applause for that. It's not the best, but let me give Drake a round of applause for that. Yeah, but, um, you know, I ain't going to say it's the best album he's dropped yet. Uh, I don't really think it's the best album he dropped. I think it possibly could be top three or top four. I think it could possibly replace views i think it's better than views if i if i keep on listening to it more and more i think i might enjoy it a little bit more than views people been hating um some of my favorite songs are pipe down poppy's home uh, i like champagne poetry 7 a bridal path 7 a.m bridal path uh, you only live twice um in too deep I, I, I like a lot of the songs I, I i enjoy the music you know you guys in the comments you let me know if you listen to it if you did you know like the cd if you didn't like it hey you know it is what it is you know music is subjective and that's the great thing about it but let's talk about some oh notification uh some funny stuff that kind of happened over last week and I'm going to touch on a little bit and then I'm going to get into some, you know, interesting. Um, the first part of this actually is going to be about, you know, that's a lot of you guys that want to get into this industry and you want to get into it very bad and granted, most of you want to get in here because you know, you can get paid and you can make money doing it. And I totally understand that, but I'd like to tell you that there's no shortcut to success and do not believe these people that are giving you, sending you lofty expectations. Don't believe people who aren't even in the space. Like, prime example, there are people who are, you know, you can just do tech or for me, my, my niche is cybersecurity. And I more specifically focus on people trying to be cybersecurity analysts, SOC analysts, instant response. I focus on that because I know that the best, but I'm pretty much good at helping people at least getting the foot in the door. I've been in the industry five years now on top of having IT experience before that. I'm well qualified to look at resumes, judge how you answer interview questions, you know, how you structure your resume, how you apply to jobs. I'm very well versed in that. But you can't expect the person who's trying to be at the same, who's trying to get to the same goal you're at, who just got a cert or anything, who don't have experience, to be your career coach and pay them for advice. They don't have it yet. And so it's caused a lot of confusion. People are saying they got scammed, but 
you got to think about it. Most of the time, when you go to college, you have a professor. Most of them have worked in the field of a subject that they teach. And therefore, that's why we tend to listen to them because they know what they are talking about for that very reason. With that being said, same thing goes for the vet, the people. For me, I leave my LinkedIn up all the time. You can go check my LinkedIn. You can verify it. I have people on Twitter that I work with that can verify for me too and vouch for me, vouch for my character, my work. Today. Of course, I let my tweets and what I stand for vouch for that as well. Like you listen to this right now, no, I'm not BSing you. But you know, every <laughs> every couple of weeks on Twitter, we always got some BS with somebody saying somebody is scamming or not. This is a scam. A scam is somebody telling you one thing and then you find out, you know, they gave you something stolen. They don't know what they're talking about and they played you and they promised you something. They didn't deliver on that. That's pretty much what a scam is. You can't call a person who is putting in work, putting together, you know, structured pieces of, you know, we'll just say somebody that's putting together like boot camps or something like that. Shout out to Mary. Like, I see people do this all the time and try to say that she's scamming. And I talk to her a lot and I know how much work she puts into getting the right people to teach these boot camps to be interactive, trying to make sure the people are staying on task in the boot camp. And people will not do what they're supposed to do and say, oh, she's scamming me or this. No, you didn't do what you were supposed to. She makes these things very intricate and helpful for you guys. And then you got people who aren't doing that, who are claiming they're cybersecurity engineers and analysts and ain't even had a cybersecurity job. And then you paying them to talk a consult with them about your career and they hadn't even got there yet. That's a scam. You you paying somebody who don't know what they're doing and thinking they're going to help you. Then you get mad and say, oh, man, they full of scammers. No, do your due diligence. Stop trying to rush the... Stop trying to, you know, walk. I mean, stop trying to run before you can walk. Just just stop it. <laughs> like Michael Jordan said right there, stop it and, and relax. And it says there's plenty of people out here. You know, you can reach out to me. Um, it's, it's a couple other guys. I don't want to just filibuster through this and uh, mess up. But what I do is, guys, straight up, my clients will tell you, if I don't know something, I'll direct you to somebody else and say, they probably be better or they might be well more qualified to help you on that. And I, I straight up, I, I tell my clients, hey, I can't promise you it's going to happen in a week. I can't promise you it's going to happen in three months. But I can tell you it'll eventually happen. You know, I have clients that have had instant success. I have clients that's taken a while. Either way it goes, they earned it. You know, and that's just one of the things. The next thing I'm going to touch on real quick is cybersecurity people. Uh, preferably people who are lying about their experience. Look, don't lie about your background. Don't lie about your experience. If you don't have much experience, work on projects, network, try to get there the legit way. Because what's happening is two things are happening. So we have people who are paying people to interview for them. And yeah, it's not a good deal because if the company finds out, they're going to... There's Brian. They're going to throw the X up on you. Um, and that's not good. Or if you're lying about your resume and then they're doing background checks and they don't match and you never worked there or a company don't exist. That's the issue. Don't do that. Stop trying to rush the process. I'm going to let you, I'll tell you people, I've said this so many times. When you got five years of experience, you don't even got to apply no more. They find you. 
so it is odd if you're so dissimilar of a person but you don't know certain things and people ask you stuff this is something that happened I can't say too much disclose too much but it has happened in companies you know that's why companies are requiring you to turn your camera on and try to see who you are and just trying to verify you are who they say you say you are and you know it's making your background shit take a little longer because people are here being fugazi you know what I'm saying and I don't respect that because I'm in an industry where if you do something that causes us a breach I'm, most of us on the contract could be going home because you're being dishonest and you're just looking at it for a money grab yeah I like my money but I put my work in so don't do that man uh, it's just you know it is what it is but just to get off that little tirade now we're going to get into pretty much what this is about and it's how to level up at work so I'm going to share my screen real quick guys let's do this Johnny okay so you're probably looking at the screen right now and for y'all that's listening I'm sorry I'm going to read this stuff out the link to this blog will be in the description so you can read it yourself I'm not going to read everything word for word I'm just going to kind of touch on some things uh, so I pretty much started this blog out saying how I've run into, of course, entry-level people. I'm normally coaching them, but they're mid-level people, like, kind of stuck in their career, wondering what they can do. And I kind of, you know, tell you here, if you're familiar with my story, that I, I got laid off from my first cybersecurity position. I was on rock bottom. I worked my way back up. And a um, hundred companies told me no. And what I decided to do is once I got a company that gave me, you know, the right yes, I decided, hey, I was going to go hard. I was going to know I was there every shift. I was going to make myself valuable. And, you know, companies that pass up on me, hopefully they, you know, realize they made a bad mistake. But, you know, I'm going to talk about what I did. So, you see right here, the first one I'm saying, I volunteered for a shift people didn't want to do. This is a big one. One of the hardest things to do when you run the sock environment is to find somebody who want to work night shift. Night shift is a shift that a lot of people don't work, especially if you have families. It's tough because uh, you want to be at home with your family at night. And you know, night shift's kind of boring. You don't get a lot of action. But I will say it's very beneficial. I also volunteered for night shift, and I probably could have added this in there, but I was finishing up grad school, so it was perfect. It's a um, slower traffic. I can finish homework and work on things. So try to volunteer for stuff that people don't want to do night shift holidays if you can especially it's great if a company gives you know holiday pay adjustments for you so it makes it worth your while so that's one of the things I did I, I made myself pretty much available that's why I used to do a help desk I worked every shift you can imagine because I didn't have kids or anything like that so it made it great for me uh, I solved problems this is a, a big one that could help you out if you see a problem you know you notice after the first second week document what the problem is and then start documenting solutions if you bring solutions and i'm not saying that they're going to go with it they might not but they're seeing that you are a problem solver a lot of people when they interview or on their resume they got i'm a problem solver this and that which is fine show that when you interview show that when you get to work no don't just show up don't be just a guy documentation was a big one uh at this company well not the company but for the client we took over their documentation was horrible. Uh, everything was bad. And me from a service desk background, documentation is like 
the number one thing that I like. So I made sure that if I saw issues with documentations, I would suggest edits or send a different document, say this makes more sense, this is better. Send it out to the team, to the leads, client, get their approval. This worked. This is how you can start saying, hey, I, I updated documentation and processes and procedures. Put that on your resume. It's a gym. And let's go through it. I put help with projects like so in this scenario we had two Sams, Q Radar. At the time was the main one, then they moved to Splunk. And that's hard to do. It's hard to monitor two Sams because more and more alerts start going to Splunk, and then you just have to make sure you didn't miss another Q radar. It was a whole mess. So we decided that, hey, we're going to forward everything into Phantom. And basically, they started forwarding everything from even for QRadar using the universal forwarder into Splunk, into Phantom. Made it way easier. But with us trying to implement Phantom, I work with the engineer to so they can understand our workflow, what we do when we get alerts, you know, what things could we use to help us out. So suggesting, hey, uh, you know, use the VirusTotal API to look up file hashes, you know, so we don't have to go to the thing and and put it in the browser. We could just run an action for it and they'll be in the bottom of the screen. Like simple things that we could do like that. You know, automate service now, automate how we escalate service now tickets, automate uh troublesome alerts who are, that really don't take any action bots that could be automated automatically. Um, like platform alerts or notifications. We can we can automate those and i use the keyword here soar soar stands for security orchestration automation and response that's a big one that you guys will continue to see on job descriptions so write that down because they are looking for people that have experience with that now i haven't figured out how new people can get experience with that like i know for example you can download phantom because they have like a free version for it on splunk i think you can get like a trial to it i have to fact check that and then there are other ones out there swim lane and then we're moving to XOR which I like so far is super cheap so I'll probably be doing a video of XOR and I might do a video comparing Phantom versus XOR which I think would be pretty cool I think that'll be a great video for you all especially we don't know about it so um, so the hell with project one is big because that's another thing that's another resume booster but what is showing everyone else is hey you're willing to put in the work so that's a good one helped us with metrics if you ever been in a situation like this where you are pretty much monitoring for a client especially one like ours is huge metrics is a big one because they want to see what value they're getting out of us it goes from how many alerts are triggering how many alerts endless are working per hour how many that closing out what is getting escalated what type of alerts are we seeing over and over again? Are we seeing a certain type of malware? Everything in a high level for executives so they can figure out which way or what they want to make a priority when they go about their strategy sessions. So metrics is boring, but it's <laughs> it's critical. Even as a, even though it doesn't tell all the story, metrics is one thing. Then you got to worry about sim rules, alerting, how effective the rules are, you know, but. Uh, I volunteered to help out with the curator side, so we would have to like export all the offenses for like the things like we would do month to month, 
and then kind of change the times because at, at the time, Key Rider was like five hours ahead. So we would do that. And what that would do is we'll see if we was in SLA or not. I forgot what the times was, but we did pretty good on that. We would have to uh, then export data and service now to get those metrics on our tickets, things that are in our queue or sit to everyone else. So it was very mundane, very tedious, but this helped out a lot in the beginning. And they don't forget who helped out on that. So you're in those email chains and seeing that you are, you know, in the trenches, you doing the work. So that's another thing. Like I said, it, it's not going to come to you easy if you're trying to move up. And no, you don't have to just be nice and kiss up. Just put the work in. Um, most of the time, you just put the work in. You work harder than anybody else. It's going to show. Uh, most of the time. Uh, spoke up. This is a big one. Uh, at this for these last couple of years, I've been involved in my meetings and I never knew that I'd be in environments where some people would not speak up, which was pretty, you know, interesting to me. But hey, um, it is what it is when it comes to that. But definitely spoke up in meetings, doing the same thing, provide solutions or saying, hey, this isn't right. I will, you know, I will challenge leadership on something. They say something else. I'll say, well, you know, that doesn't make sense or, well, we are working with this. You know, hey, because if nobody else speak up for me, who is? And because, like I said, or if I don't know how to do something, I'm going to ask a question. Some people will continue to mess up instead of asking somebody, what am I supposed to do? And that's dumb. If you're a new person watching this or listening, ask plenty of questions and write down the answers you get from your superiors or, you know, your contemporaries, because at the end of the day, they're going to do QA and review your stuff and see how you're coming along. If not, they might X you out because you're not progressing. All because you were scared to ask questions. So ask questions. Try to think about them first, but then ask them. So um, I communicated in emails. This is a huge one. I'll come in at nighttime. So I'm seeing stuff that was missed or now I'm coming in. Hey, this doesn't make sense. Why is this firing? We got this alert. I'm referring to uh, can't really say what this particular team was in a client, but I, you know, got very cool with that person or those people. And they saw me all the time, all the time, emailing, email. Like I said, and this thing, I only ended up staying on nights for a quarter just because of how valuable I made myself to the team. And I felt, felt like that was huge. That didn't happen that fast. I haven't worked nights unless I had to cover for somebody in years. So that was great. And also, let me tell you something, guys. <laughs> Now I didn't put in the blog. I did so good, like in the first year that they wanted me to come out to, we would have like the quarterlies. So I came out to one of the quarterlies where the client was located in, uh, I'll just say California. That's all I'm saying. It was in California and we went there, had a great time drinking a company down. But yeah, so you know what I'm saying? You, you put the work in. I'm just a, a regular guy from Shreveport. I grew up in a mobile home, matter of fact. So now let's see what we got. And the last thing, the most important thing I did, I did good alerts. I did good work. I came very knowledgeable with playbooks, knowledgeable of assignment groups, working with our principal analysts, working with our sim engineers, working on content with anomaly detection, you, you name it. If, if something not right or if I don't feel like an alert makes sense, hey, Analysts can't do nothing with this. I think we need to do this, this, and this. Oh, we need to go maybe to a risk-based 
learning if this fires, if this fires, this fires, then fire this and follow this method. Or, you know, just doing very good amount of my uh, investigations and detail my documents. Whenever I do have to escalate, make sure most of my tickets look good. Not really, you know, for lack of a better word, half-assing my work. Those are important. You think nobody's paying attention, but I promise you somebody's always watching what you're doing. And that's what I'm trying to get you to understand right now. And I know this probably was like a... <laughs> uh, this is probably like a boring talk to you. You know what I'm saying? But that's what I want to let you guys know is that you can do it. You can do it. You can do whatever you want to, man. I, I got some I got some stuff I'm kind of sitting on that I'm not willing to say. But if you really put your mind to everything, you can do what you want, especially when it comes to your career. You have to network. You have to know how to move, you know how to read the room, and you can get what you want. So that's pretty much been me talking about how to level up. I uh, talked to you a little bit about Twitter stuff. Uh, appreciate you guys supporting me on the platform on YouTube. Uh, watch, read my blogs. Shout out to my clients for textual consulting. Shout out to all you guys. If you watch this and you want to be a client, make sure you check out textualconsulting.com. Uh, I have changed a few things. If you do want to be coached, for three months, hundred bucks can't beat that. Pretty much a little bit over thirty dollars a month. You're getting years of experience and connections that you couldn't normally get without knowing me. Uh, so that's what also comes with being a client. I can introduce you to people or tell somebody, "Hey, I know this person." Yeah. That's another way you build your network. So to get somewhere, you got to put in some. Nothing in life is free. Hey. But look, like I said, man, appreciate everybody. It's been another episode of Let's Talk Tech. Stay tuned because I got another episode coming up with a very special guest. She's another prominent uh, network engineer on YouTube, and you guys are really going to enjoy it. So until next time.